Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. It is D-Cell's favorite day of the week, Tuesday. Doesn't have a nickname, and there's a long ways to go. Uh, we're also coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get it. Rocket can. There's a lot of things that we're going to get into, a lot of things we're going to tackle. As always, you can call us at 855-212-4CBS or Twitter Sports Writer Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. But let's start here, shall we? Two takeaways from Monday Night Football. One, it is time to start taking the Jimmy Garoppolo-led 49ers seriously, even if he's not the main cause of their excellence. He's good enough. We've, we've seen that in the past. And two, it is time to very seriously doubt the Los Angeles Rams. A fairly decisive, at least at the end, 24-9 victory for the Niners over their rivals in a game in which the Niners' defense was utterly and totally dominant. What a performance by San Francisco. The Niners sacked Matt Stafford seven times. There was a fourth-quarter pick six that really put the game away, although the Niners were the better team for the majority of the game. Nick Bosa had 14 pressures. That's the most of any player in a game this season. And there's something about the Niners who fly under the radar so consistently, who just have the Rams' number for whatever reason and should have beat them last year in the NFC Championship game. That was just the fourth time last night since 2019 that L.A. have been held to single-digit points. The Niners are responsible for two of those games. Here's some geeky stats. I think they're interesting. The Niners have a 7.1% sack rate against the Rams, so they sack them 7% of the time on just blitzes of 23% of the time. All other teams sack the Rams 4% of the time while blitzing more often, 29% of the time. I could go on and on and on, but the fact is it was an utter and total reminder that championship hangovers are real, that last year's success means nothing about this year's quest to be great again. And as you hear here from, from Matt Stafford, who did not have a great game, there's just a sense of futility and frustration for this team. They don't play at their best when they're playing the Niners. You knew it was going to be a, a battle. Um, you know, we weren't, we weren't good enough, you know, myself, and, you know, first and foremost in the red zone, had some opportunities to put some points up and, and didn't, uh, didn't get touchdowns there, and that's, you know, probably the difference in the game. You know, we can execute better, um, whether it's throwing and catching or, or just assignment-wise. So um, 
a lot to clean up. Proud of the way we fought. Um, give them a lot of credit. It's a good football team. But uh, like you said, one possession game, you know, we make a critical error there and they, they capitalize on it. And, and that was that. Both these teams fall to two and two in what is a really perplexing, confusing, and uncertain NFC picture. Now, we're going to get to power rankings about 30 or 40 minutes, but you just look across the NFC standings, and outside of an undefeated Eagles team that have played really well, but are you really going to put them at, at Super Bowl contending team, it's hard to get your arms around any of the teams that sit atop or near the top of their their respective divisions. I don't believe in the Cowboys, and Dak Prescott's not even playing right now. I'm never going to believe in the Vikings because Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. The Packers have looked lackluster, though they're 3-1, and one, and every single team in, in the NFC South and the NFC West are 2-2 two and two or worse. In fact, every single team in the NFC West is 2-2. Two and two. That is a wide-open division. It makes it a really big win for the Niners. The thing about San Francisco that makes them really interesting and really appealing is not just the history of success under Jimmy Garoppolo and the interesting and somewhat strange if compelling story of the guy basically leading this team multiple times to deep postseason runs, being pushed aside for Trey Lance, who the Niners drafted a few years ago at number three, not being able to find any takers for Jimmy G when clearly there was a plan to trade him in the offseason, coming off that surgery, and then poor Trey Lance, Tom DeCelestino, the executive producer's favorite player in the league, and it is such a bummer, going down to an injury that takes him out for the year, and suddenly the forgotten man, the guy that was playing on a final year contract and is, who's going to be somewhere else next season, and may still be, Jimmy Garoppolo has to step up. Now, I'm not going to pretend that Jimmy G was amazing last night. I watched every moment of that game, and he was fine. He was enough. He was competent. He was able to be a little bit better than the near mistakes that could have derailed his team, which is what he always is. There's a key play in the game, I think, that epitomizes what the Niners are about, and that's defense. It's three things. It's a quarterback who's sufficiently fine, probably. It's not an overwhelming level of confidence, but it's better than, say, having Baker Mayfield as your QB. And there's an offensive spark in, in, in Debo Samuel, who, who's an absolute game-changer. The defense for the Niners is the best in the National Football League. And, and to hold that Rams team, even if they have a history of doing it, to nine points in a critical game where L.A. really could have taken early on in this season somewhat of a, of a level of control of that division is a significant accomplishment. But the reality is that when you have a defense like that and you've got an offensive spark plug that can get you points through its own excellence, and that's Debo, anything is possible. There's a play in the game, and I'll admit I'm taking this from, from Peyton Manning and from Eli, who doesn't do a lot of talking. I watched the, the, the Peyton, the, the Manning cast yesterday. I, I think I've said on the air that I'm not really into it, and I tend not to watch it, but I'm a big Steph Curry fan. I'm a big John Hamm fan, so I thought, Okay, I'll watch. I'll watch the whole thing. I'm on the road anyway this week. I'm, I'm traveling for, for some NBA reporting, so my kids aren't around, so I can actually listen to it rather than having soccer balls kicked in my face while I'm watching the game, which, parents, you know what I'm talking about. Just set boundaries early. I told D said I set boundaries in his marriage. I didn't set boundaries in my, in my house. No soccer. We've broken a window and my nose almost two times. I was able to fully focus on the Manning cast. It's actually pretty good. Sort of Jimmy G, right? It's not amazing, but I appreciate it even for its mistakes. But there's some insight there, and there was a play where, when the game was still relatively close, Garoppolo throws a short ball, maybe five yards out, to Debo. And 
the I think it was a cornerback in a nickel package, if I remember right, makes a makes a jump at the ball, and it was nearly a pick six. But Debo throws the ball high, and as Peyton Manning pointed out in his Peyton Manning sounds nice, but on further review, it's actually sarcasm and criticism perspective. Well, maybe I don't maybe he did on purpose, but I think maybe he got lucky. Ball goes high, cornerback. I think it was a cornerback. Basically, isn't able to get the ball. Debo catches the pass, poorly executed pass that's somewhat lucky given the circumstances. That was almost a pick six for what now might be a gain of three or four yards. And then Debo does Debo things. And those of us that are that are experts in the NFL like Diesel or that have Debo on our fantasy team like me were able to, with enthralling attention, watch and figure out how electric this dude is. Debo goes the distance, scores a touchdown. Well, I think a 57-yard catch and run I think is what it was on the play, and it just highlighted for me, when you have a Niners defense that is capable of shutting down any team in the NFL, and I'm not saying they would necessarily do it against, say, the Kansas City Chiefs team we saw against the Bucks a few days ago, but the Rams won a Super Bowl last year. They're missing some pieces and some parts, including offensively, I get that, but they still have Matt Stafford, they still have Cooper Cup, who, who was excellent again and came in for nothing but praise from the Manning brothers. With that level of firepower and that kind of a game, for the Niners defense to shut down Los Angeles and for Debo to be able to literally make something out of nothing. And then he got the pick six, some points coming from that D. All that Garoppolo has to do is be not bad, is not give the game away. It wasn't amazing. He had almost 240 yards. He threw a touchdown, that touchdown pass to Debo, which, again, it's a touchdown pass, but that's all Debo and the accidental sort of overthrow, high throw, from Jimmy G, I guess you need a little bit of luck to get it done. The The running game, as the Niners always are going to do, was pretty good. Jeff Wilson had 74 rushing yards, but it was the defense that, that got it that got it done. And, and after the game, after the win, Jimmy Garoppolo, what a weird turn for that guy. Talked about what a battle that contest always is against the Rams. It's always nice to beat these guys' division game. And just, uh, I don't know, every time we play the Rams, it's a dogfight. It always is. And always usually comes down to you know the last couple minutes and I think Huff made a huge play for us at the end there to kind of seal it for us when you go through a tough week like that it makes for you know makes this feel a lot better at the end so we've been in this situation before you know just uh there's it's a roller coaster this season and you just gotta ride the highs and lows and kind of stay right in the middle as much as you can and you know that's how that's how you get success in the end it shouldn't be some kind of shocking statement. It shouldn't be some misinterpreted hot take. I hate that expression. It shouldn't be me being bold saying we got to take the Niners seriously. The Niners were a play away from being in the Super Bowl last year and have a history under Kyle Shanahan and under Jimmy Garoppolo of deep runs in the playoffs. But that, that's where we are. You got to take the Niners seriously. You got to not look past them, especially in an NFC picture where there's a lot of teams we don't understand yet in terms of where they are and what their ceiling is. Do I still believe in the Packers? I do. Do I still believe in the Bucks? I'm a little lukewarm given Tom Brady's personal problems. Every other team in the NFC outside of the Eagles haven't shown anything to demonstrate they're going to run away with their division or stake their claim to being one of the better teams on that side of the NFL equation. Why not the Niners? Why not their excellence? And for the Rams, look. They haven't played particularly well. They haven't won any games that make you take off your thinking cap and say, these are the guys. They got humiliated, I think is a fair word, 31-10 to 10 and didn't score a second-half point against Buffalo in their opener. I was at that game, first live football game I've been to as a fan in a really long time, and even though the score was 31-10, it felt like an even bigger margin between those two teams. 
They've beaten an Atlanta team that is hot garbage. Hot garbage. And they beat them by what? Four points? That's not much of a victory. They beat an Arizona team I don't have my arms around yet, and you probably don't either. And they got humiliated against the Niners. Against the two, we are certain good teams, good to great teams they played. Buffalo and San Francisco. They haven't just lost. They've lost decidedly. This is a Rams team that is not right. And that's the takeaway from last night. Well, there's three. One, the Niners are for real. Two, the Rams are in trouble. And three, the Manning cast in all of its awkward glory is actually sort of interesting. That's what I got for you. Uh, We are going to get into Baker Mayfield, who is a very, very, very ornery dude. And that wears better when you're winning or you're proving yourself. But when you're on your second job, fighting for your career, playing like, again, hot garbage, snapping at reporters and sounding put out and trying to do a little sarcastic, I didn't ask the other team, doesn't sound good. As Diesel said, he's melting down, and Diesel loves it. Diesel loves that stuff. That's coming up. Diesel got a big birthday surprise yesterday. We're going to hear what that is. I'm excited. I don't even know what it is. I'm excited about it. NFL power rankings about 30 minutes. Bobby Taylor, former Eagle, Notre Dame legend, going to be on the show. It's great timing because I'm really interested in Philly and what they actually are and how we make assessments. And it's, I think it's probably worth a note of caution and I'll, I'll place Philly where I think they belong in power rankings in 30 minutes. But just remember, last year, twice as far into the season as we are now, the Arizona Cardinals were the best team in football. They were 8-1. and one. Kyler Murray was going to be the MVP. It's a long season. And it's easy sometimes in little bursts to think you know what a team is when it's actually an illusion. And I'm curious from Bobby Taylor whether that applies to the Eagles or whether this excellent start to their season is legit, and they are as well. We'll do by ourselves. We always do. It's a really, it is a jam-packed, action-packed adventure of sports topics, according to Cell. And we'll, we'll do a little NBA. It's sort of an NBA topic. It's more just about the awkwardness and the lost promise of a player trying to come back. As Ben Simmons played in a basketball game for the first time in a long time. Maybe we'll close the show, show out with that. Phone number on the program, 855-212-4CBS. Twitter, sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Uh, Diesel, good morning. Did you have a good birthday yesterday after you left you know, the studio of the show? Good morning, Bill. Yes, I had a great birthday yesterday. Opened some presents, had a cake when I got home. I had a great birthday. Ooh. I'm not. A, I don't like. Cake. I don't like birthday cake. I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> I don't. I know that one's on me. I just and I. I, I will eat almost anything. I, I will. I love food. I don't. I mean, I'll eat it. Like I'll polite. I can. It's not. It's not as if I'm eating. It's not as if as I'm a child being asked to eat spinach and sardines. I can get it down. I can eat it, but I have no interest in it whatsoever. So there are four members in your immediate family in your house. Do you have birthday cake? For any of them? Do any of them have a birthday cake? Oh, they all do birthday cake. Now, for me, it's either an ice cream cake, which I discovered when I was 11 or 12. I believe Dairy Queen introduced that magic to my life, so that was amazing. Because I find the cake to be really dry. And I'm not a – I mean, I'll drink milk, but I don't – like, I need an entire gallon of milk for a bite. It's almost (laughs) as if the cake – is like it's like a desert in my body. It just it just dehydrates me immediately. Um, I'll, I'll do I'll do the ice cream cake, or there's this thing called Butterfinger dessert. It is basically graham cracker crumbs, butter, and Butterfinger. I believe I never made it. Uh, blend it up together as a shell, and then it's um what is it? It's ice cream, whipped cream, some maybe it's vanilla pudding. I can't remember if it's vanilla pudding, something else, and then a bunch of Butterfingers on top, dude. Life changing. I love it. I've always said the Butterfinger candy bar is underrated. I love it. 
I love Butterfingers. There's not the, many the best part. There's not many people yeah. who like Butterfingers. I don't understand. The best part of Halloween is my kids come home, and and they are obsessive about getting candy, and they don't want the Kit Kats, and they don't want the Butterfingers, they don't want the Snickers. Like, Daddy's top three. Let's go. Give me some Skittles too. Might get the Skittles in the top three and have to kick out. I don't know. Maybe Snickers. We'll rank candy in a couple weeks. All right. Uh, good talk, Diesel. I can't wait for this birthday surprise. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Twitter, sports writer for me, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Uh, Diesel at Diesel CBS. Uh, we'll also get into my own surprise. I'm from the Midwest. I should know better, but I made a mistake. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit it next here on, on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, so I'm, I'm stupid. Uh, welcome back into the show. Let me tell you how dumb I am. Hi, detail, you want to hear, hear I'm an idiot? You know I always love these. I did the same thing in Cleveland once in January. So I'm in a mystery sort of East Coast-ish city. Uh, it's not a big deal. I just I'm, I'm trying to visit with some of some folks in an NBA organization and or organizations, and sometimes it's actually happening on the radio. Once I just mentioned casually, I'm going to meet with somebody, and somebody's agent happens to hear it or listen, or some more likely some flunky at the agency is listening. I don't know, and then it gets canceled. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it after I get these guys, which I think I'll do today and tomorrow. But I'm in the East Coast city, and I fly in yesterday. And you know, I'm in, I'm I'm wearing. I don't know what your travel move is. I'm into the sweats move now. I look. My wife said I looked homeless, which I thought was a disservice to homeless people. But I'm in sweats and a t-shirt that may or may not have a couple holes in it. See, when I'm making fun of what you guys are wearing, I'm actually not making fun of what you're wearing. And I got this CBS Sports hoodie on, and I and I walk off the plane. I mean, it was 75 degrees when I left LA and sunny, even though I'm from Iowa and. Lived in the Chicago suburbs for a while, in Wisconsin for a while. Parents lived in Green Bay and um, spent time there. Beautiful city. And went to school in Missouri and lived in Missouri. Whatever, blah, blah. Midwest guy. Lived in Arkansas, not the Midwest, but still middle part of the country. I forget. It's so obnoxious and dumb and spoiled, but I forget that there's weather other places. And I got off the plane. And literally, you know when you get off the plane, you can kind of feel the weather as you step off the plane out of the little bridge. I'm like, what the bleep is this? 
it's rainy and cold. Is this what you guys are dealing with all the time? Yeah. I honestly thought it was going to be 70 when I got to Philly. For months at a time, too, this is not just like a one-day thing. Oh, yeah. There's winter and everything. Yeah. But the good yeah. news is I hurt Andrew's feelings yesterday. I, um... I, I made a little Mets joke because that's how I deal with my pain. I talk about the Bears. I talk about the Cubs. And Andrew, which is rare because he's usually listening like, like all the time and on repeat, turned his microphone off. But you guys picked up a game yesterday, Bogus, because this very same weather, right, delayed the inevitable Mets win. Let's say half game to be correct. Half, a half game, game because the Braves yeah. lost and the Mets yeah. did not do anything yesterday. So Yay. the NL East is still there for the taking. You guys can do it. Can we, though? Because, first of all, they probably can't play today either. And all the Braves have to do is win tonight, and then it's done. So we need the Marlins and Weeks, I am a Met, uh, to win two more games over the Braves. And then Mother Nature let the Mets and Nationals actually play. And then the Mets have to win three times. I believe in magic. I believe I think you guys can Harry Potter this thing. I, look, I was at the uh, the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl. Mm. Anything, literally anything is possible. This would be the Mets twenty eight three. You're right. You guys could do it. Uh, Baker Mayfield is very sad. I th- th- I don't have any real context. This isn't shocking. I just think it's a really funny clip. Not even funny. I don't mind guys that are edgy. I mean, Bogus is super edgy away from the studio, and as you can tell, Cell is edgy whenever people bring up happy things or joyous things or just you know, bright colors, but it has to be in the right context in the service of something. And, and Baker Mayfield, at least for me, his edginess, his pushback against media has taken on a very sad tone. In high school, the guy that has the Letterman jacket and talks about how great he is at sport, it's cool. Like, good for that guy. I was buddies with those guys. Cool. Less cool when you're 40, hanging around the ballpark, the field, the diamond you used to play at. Baker Mayfield, to me, sounds like the guy that's way too late for the prom and should probably adjust his attitude a little bit. He has played poorly. Carolina has been bad, at least in large part, because of that. Matt Rule, his coach, is on the hot seat and is the betting favorite to be the first coach fired in the NFL, in part because Baker Mayfield hasn't been very good. Remember, Sam Darnold's not available right now, even if you wanted to go with that option because he's injured. He should be back relatively soon. So it's going to stand to reason when Baker plays badly and overthrows guys and has balls batted down and Carolina looks like an absolute dumpster fire that he's going to be asked questions by the media members about why he's not playing well. And for me, this exchange just reveals that Baker Mayfield is probably not going to turn it around. Baker, do you feel like you're being put in the best position to succeed here in Carolina? Yeah, I'm not going to fall for that trap. Uh, no, we, we have plays to be made. I mean, we got to find ways to, to complete the ball, and uh, now we, we had a good game plan. We just we didn't execute it, and so, like I said, you got to look at the tape, figure it out, and go from there. Baker, obviously, completion percentage is on more than just the quarterback. It's more about it's not completely about accuracy. But what do you attribute completing fifty five percent of your passes to throughout the season? I mean, it's it's a lot. Like you said, it's not just um, it's everybody. You know, that goes for the run game as well. When we're not running the ball well, that goes on everybody. So, I mean. Like I said, got to look at the tape. Got to look to see uh, if we were detailed enough. But but I know there were definitely plays to be made there that we didn't. Not allow the better passes to kind of get in your head as you're. Uh, the next play. Have teams figured out when you're going to throw to make that leap to bat down the passes? It just seems like timing. I don't know. I haven't asked the other teams if they figured it out. I don't know if they have or not. 
Let's just review the pettiness really quick. Asel- Those are softball questions, by the way. I wish I could cover a guy like Baker the way I covered LeBron. Uh, hey, uh, Baker, Bill Ryder, uh, CBSSports.com. Uh, there's concerns your career over. H- how accurate do you think those are? Those those be fun press conferences. I would also probably not be given a credential. Uh, I'm not going to fall for that trap to a very basic question. Then he was asked, oh, oh, so, well, it's not, every, you know, there's a lot of factors, but basically you suck. Why are you completing 55% of your passes? And he blamed the running game. He threw his running backs under the bus. <laughs> and then what was the what was the last one? Oh, I haven't asked the defense. Yeah, man, we were. That was the question the reporter was asking. He w- was wondering if you would talk to the actual opposing defenses about about their strategy. This guy is is he washed bogus? That wasn't even the thing that bothered me the most Sunday. There was a comment about the fans booing him and booing them. And he said something like, well, then they cheered when we scored or something. Like, I don't, you know, and it doesn't matter what they say. It's just us in the locker room. Like, he's already combative with the fans now a month there. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I held out Baker Mayfield hope as long as anybody thinking that there's still, I mean, he has played quarterback well in this league. So that's yes. still somewhere in there. But you'd have to hope he'd know how to behave like a quarterback better by now, and that didn't sound very reassuring. I, guys, and I watched the Manning cast for the first time all the way through in a game, and I can't remember, Andrews, or Diesel. Either of you guys Manning cast guys? No, I don't like any of those things. I need to. I just want to watch the game. Yeah, that's where I am, but I'm on the road, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try something different. I'm in this, this wonderful, not crummy, incredibly wonderful uh, hotel room, and it it was awkward. It was real, like Steph Curry was awkward, and John Hamm was incredibly awkward. But I found the insight from from Manning, the Manning brothers, pretty interesting. Uh, mostly from Peyton. When Peyton let Eli talk, there were some things that he he said as well. But it's really the Peyton show. But they talked about maybe they just sounded like professional quarterbacks, and you hear guys talk about this all the time. And I get it now. You said it, Andrew. Baker Mayfield has succeeded in the league. I've watched him play well. But he sounds like such an amateur, I think, in those moments after these games. There must be some correlation because other QBs talk about so often having to be a professional, and Baker doesn't do that. And something about his mentality is impacting his play and the fact that he's short, Tom. Yeah, I mean, remember a few weeks ago, we discussed Baker in a much different light when the question was asked him about those batted passes, and he says, like, I, I got to blame mom and dad for me not being taller. Fast forward two weeks, and now he's getting snippy at the media over that same exact question because the same things are happening to him, and you can just see this evolving Carolina. He's not succeeding. All right, I have a question. It's for the Jets fan, but Bogus told me that, that to remember who makes good decisions, Andrew, Giants fan, who makes bad decisions, Diesel, Jets fan. Would you rather have... Sam Darnold or, or, or Baker Mayfield? Like, who is the right? It's not as if going to Sam Darnold guarantees a level of competence. No, and once you go to Sam, like, it's that's it. It's over for Baker in Carolina. I think you got to let this play out a little bit longer with Baker. Let Baker do his thing a little bit more. A little bit longer. I think the question about whether he's set up to fail is interesting, too, because Matt Rule, as much as he was respected in college, has been an abysmal coach in terms of outcomes. Uh, there are all kinds of stats that are out there about the number of times they've been down by a bunch of points. They don't just lose. They lose by a lot. It's entirely possible that Baker may never take the field again. That's my new name. Is it too soon, Andrew? Baker may not take the field? I mean, he's going to play this weekend. 
So, but I just want the name ready. Yeah, I, I like it. You can't use it yet, though, because okay. I don't think he's that close to being off the field, but it's a good one to have in your back pocket. Is it a fair, not that it'll matter to him, but is it fair that it's possible that Baker Mayfield just got screwed by the Browns and going to Deshaun Watson and then got shipped off to a place that was going to set him up to fail? Yeah, and which is why, I guess in Baker's defense, that question was a trap. Now, I know why the guy asks it, but Baker caught him because he was trying to get him to say, yeah, I'm around crap wide receivers and we don't know how to use Christian McCaffrey and this and that. So like, it was a trap question. Um but it's a but, true question. It's like a real... But it's one he can't answer. But you and if he does, it, shame on him. I, ag- I agree, but I do think one of the traps you can fall into is snapping at the guy for a trap. I think you just answer the question without answering the question. Do you guys want to hear Matt Rule? So, okay, there's two ways to, to, to interpret this. One is at the start of the clip, he says Baker's our quarterback, basically. But when asked yesterday during availability, not post-game like Baker, when asked about who his quarterback is, just just wait for the Sam Darnold's not ready yet part of this. I think Baker's our quarterback. You know, we have to we have to um, you know continue to find ways to help him and then uh, help help the other guys. You know, um, uh, you know Sam's uh, Sam's not cleared right now. You know, and um, uh, you know we're just going to keep trying to get better. I always use the marriage comparison. If someone said to my wife, "Do you still love Bill?" and she said, "I think I love Bill," that would worry me. I think Baker's our quarterback, but Sam's not ready yet. I think I love Bill, but if you right. see the neighbor Steve, ooh, he's something. So but he's again, not available yet. Baker might be set up to fail here, but he's just he's gotta be at least from a personal standpoint, he's gotta try to overcome it better. Now when you say he's set up to fail, like what does that mean? Matt Rule wanted Baker Mayfield to succeed in this offense. Like his right. job is depending on it. Yeah. And the rest oh, of fishes were fishes. Yeah. I mean, Matt, Matt Rule can understand what he has to do and then not understand how to do it. He knows he's got to win, but the rest of that roster and like the, their decisions, like Bill said, you, it's not Baker Mayfield's fault exclusively that they're terrible. Like They had one of the worst graded offensive games ever the other day, and that's everybody, and that begins with their decisions, play calling, who's playing, who's on the roster, and who's not. So... Matt Rule could have absolutely wanted Baker Mayfield, did want Baker Mayfield, but then if he does dumb things around him, then Baker is set up to fail. All right, I'm going to ask a question that is basically writing off Baker Mayfield's entire career, just assuming he's a failure in the NFL and he'll be out of the league in two or three years. So maybe that's not fair. But taking the totality of success in college and the pros, at this point, who's had a better career? Football career, not NFL career, football career. Baker Mayfield or Tim Tebow? Oh, I mean, well, we're counting college? But I think I would weight NFL much more heavily, so I think surviving in the NFL winning a playoff game, like like a real playoff game no, matters. No, but, but Tim's a, Tebow is a, an iconic legendary. College legend. col- right, but I think that's the, like, I'll under, I agree with your give NFL significance, but he was so good and so productive in college, it even trumps the added pro bonus for Mayfield. Even though Baker won, Baker won a Heisman, right? It's so hard. Yeah, I, I know he say, did, like but the, it's hard to remember. The dude won a Heisman trophy. Right, but Tebow had three all-time seasons at Florida? Yes. After being a walk-on, the dude won a Heisman trophy. I, I, I mean, right, but he, you know, he transferred, he had... The great year, and then went to the pros. Just like, because his story is different doesn't mean it's any less. Well, 
Yeah, it does. I mean, like, <laughs> like Tebow can just be better no matter what Baker right. overcame. On, he played for a great college coach, and he played on a great team just because Baker's story wasn't written the same way. No, but we're talking about on the field. No, like, I Tebow under, has a better football resume in my mind than Baker Mayfield does. You might, Like, you want to pull your heartstrings for Baker, sure, but I also think he wasn't a walk-on because nobody wanted him. I think he was a walk-on for scholarship and financial reasons. It wasn't like he was nobody. Like, hey, hey, look at me throw. So it's sure it could be a good story, but the question was about who has the better football career, and I think Tebow does because he was that I mean, Baker, good in college. Baker made millions of dollars, has made millions of dollars. He got to do an insurance commercial where he lives in a football stadium. Yeah, I might actually have to live in a stadium there soon. Yeah, or, or next to one. Yeah, um, outside, uh, like I am dressed. I because Tebow is probably what has probably had one of the best, if not the best, collegiate quarterback careers of all time. Like, yeah. if you were just to rank best college QBs of all time, oh, Diesel, Diesel, get in there, buddy. I'm not trying to tell you what to I think. think it's, I think it's Baker Mayfield. Heisman Trophy, walk-on, number one pick. He's still around. It's five years later. Yeah, it, it might be coming to an end soon. He's still here. He's still a starting quarterback. Tebow's NFL career was a joke. I got it. Agreed. Maybe the best college quarterback of all time, if not one of the top three or four. I, I think it's Baker Mayfield, the better football career. Didn't Tebow win a playoff game with the Broncos, though? Like, yes. some crappy anim- – does Baker – I mean, so he's – you know Baker Tebow's has one that- playoff win, too. Right. But Baker did – I know it doesn't matter. Horseshoes, hand grenades, uh, playoff games, close doesn't – you know. But, man, he they pushed the Chiefs. Uh, they, I mean, they like that was a good football team, and Baker had a really good season. Yeah. And just, that season. And just, just for referencing, okay, Tebow played four – Three full seasons at Florida, four total. He had nine thousand, almost ninety three hundred passing yards and eighty eight touchdowns, and he ran for another three grand and scored fifty seven other touchdowns. So what? sure, Baker, I'm, I'm really happy that Baker was a walk on, but Tim Tebow accounted for a hundred and forty touchdowns in college and had thirteen thousand yards of offense. And was top five Heisman voting three times, top three twice, and he won it once. And Baker went back-to-back 40 touchdown seasons at Oklahoma. Like, Baker Mayfield was no scrub in college. I, I, I didn't say good. that. They're, why is it one or the other? Tebow's better. I'm not saying Mayfield's a hopeless no, no, person. No, it's, <laughs> it's not that you're saying Tebow's career was better. It's You're making it sound like his college career was that much better than Baker Mayfield. I, I think Tim Tebow's college career jumps over the writer factor of Baker being a far better NFL player. Because because did- nobody, nobody disliked Tim Tebow more in the NFL than me. <laughs> So that's so I'm going real deep into the college ranks because he was that damn good. What does Baker have to do to surpass Tebow's career? I love that I turned this into a Tebow topic seven <laughs> years later. I did it. My dream is alive. Does he have to win if he makes a Super Bowl? Does he does he surpass I don't think he needs to do that. If he just hangs on to a job for a couple of years somewhere here, he's some team's quarterback for two or three years and as he's a starter. And he's a starter and he's not an embarrassment, I think he's good. I think it's over. I don't. I don't think he gets a job after. I don't think he gets a job, and I think his attitude is is part of the problem. He is. He isn't. He is a diva, and the reports that came out of Cleveland that he was difficult, which only came out after he left, and which is always obnoxious, and you have to question some of the the veracity of that. It looks true with it. He doesn't. He just sound petulant. He, you know what it is. He he sounds like I sound when I'm hungover. 
angry and like <laughs> mad at himself. It's like a life hangover. Yeah. I mean, he sounds like a guy who's getting disrespected by me on the radio right now. He's just over it. He is, especially with because he thought you guys were tighter than that. Look, wait, Diesel's got like, a comeback. You threw all those touchdown stats at yeah. me about Tim Bakers Tebow. are good, too. Baker Mayfield had more total college touchdowns than Tim Tebow. <gasps> I know. Passing, oh, rushing. no. The plot thickens. I'm still yes, it, sticking with Timmy. It took me that long to do the math because I had to double check because I did not want to throw those out and then be wrong. He's also been I had to in the top the five of Heisman voting three times as well. I mean, literally... <laughs> This is a pick 'em, but I'm sticking with Timmy. I'm fine with you sticking with Timmy. That's fine. I don't mind you disagree, but you're trying to say that it was that much better. I and still it think wasn't. it was. It wasn't. I know. I still think it was, though. It might have been, though. His college career was. The problem is, I mean, and the I hate thing to that give... really separated is that they won. They won championships. That's and the, I hate to give Urban Meyer credit. Difference. How much of that is Urban, right? I mean, say what you want about Urban. He was an incredible yeah. college coach. And right or wrong, if you ask anyone to make a list of top. 10 college quarterbacks, top 10 college players, Tebow's going to be on the list. Yes. I don't know if anybody ever mentions Baker in that conversation. Shame Did on Baker, them. I don't think Baker, I should have known this all the time. I don't think he made a championship game. I think they lost both times in the Yeah, I don't think he early made a championship on, right? Game. I don't think he even made a championship game. I could be wrong on that, but I think I'm right. Yeah, and I, I will, in closing, say that Baker was a – is a better had a better college resume than I gave him credit for originally. So he was good. That's all I was looking for. And That's all I was looking for. That's all I was looking for. Now that you're 34, you're all you're even more ornery. No, I like it. <laughs> Happy birthday, Diesel. I think I actually agree with Tom, but I just enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> all right. Wait a second. <laughs> you just spent the last seven minutes nodding and supporting all of my points, and at the end, you go with I think Tom's right. Well, I kind of enjoyed the argument. I hope it rains I, on you. Dawn of a new day. Dawn it's, of a new it's day. Really t- it's really tough. I'm actually not. It's really tough. And I think there's a still a stink of humiliation and failure that clings to Baker that impacts sort of the way we view this. And, and that is that was on Tebow when he flamed out of the league, and now we don't really think about that. We think about it, but it's not. Yes, I think I agree. Team D-Cell. 855 Baker was a walk-on? <laughs> He did. That he just adds to the story. He brought it up again after you basically said, I don't give a bleep. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, this is fun. Let's do NFL Power Rankings after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there. 
here to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. So, Diesel, it sounds like we've got um, some encouragement to keep the historical QB conversations going. Yeah, people were enjoying that, or at least this one tweeter, at Danky Real, at SportsWriter, at Andrew Bogus. Hey, that argument was entertaining. Let's do more quarterbacks, though. I like the fire of these conversations. As a fan of those Browns, he did well for them, but it's over now. I'll think of someone I can compare Johnny Manziel to. Like who's a like maybe Johnny Manziel's career versus Sam Darnold or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll Ooh. drop it in. Yeah, in a couple days. But first, it's time for a little NFL power rankings. Some will rise. Others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NFL Power Rankings. Number five. All right, there are several teams that could make this this list of honor here, Diesel. I think the Vikings have a case to be here. I think you could make a case for the Chargers if you like one of the two and two teams in the AFC South. There are some places you can go, but I'm going to put the um, the Green Bay Packers on here. Even though they lost to the Vikings, they have the same record in the same division. I just think that they're a better football team. And we discussed this a little bit yesterday. They're excellent defensively. They're fifth in the NFL in points allowed per game. They are seventh in points allowed per game. I know that they played the Bears, and that skews things a little bit because the Bears are, checks, notes, complete trash. But still, this is a Packers defense and a roster that's pretty complete. Yes, they're not clicking on all cylinders offensively. They clearly miss Devontae Adams. They clearly miss the kind of targets that Aaron Rodgers is comfortable with. He's Aaron Rodgers, at least in the regular season. I don't doubt he's going to get there. And I think this is a team that goes nowhere but up on these rankings. Number four. This one's tricky, too, because I've got the Miami Dolphins here. But there are questions, obviously, about Tua Tungavailoa and where they're going to go from here. He remains in concussion protocol. I'm sure he's not going to do the following, but there's already opinion pieces circulating. I read one yesterday suggesting he retire. I mean, there is a concern and a focus and a spotlight on him, which means that they're going to try to overcompensate now, and they should, and err on the side of him not playing for a while. Don't know what that means for the Dolphins going forward, but I do know up to this point they've earned this spot. Number three. Buffalo Bills win a tight game against Miami. Obviously not having to in that game is a significant part of the deal. Buffalo, I think their win against the Rams is a significant victory and something that matters. They beat they beat a Ravens. No, I'm talking about at the first week. Um, oh, I thought you were on the air. Tom's like Ravens. No, it's okay. No, get in there, buddy. Jump on the mic. It's okay. Um, the first week. I think that's a significant win. I think beating the Ravens this past game, as you mentioned, is a significant win. But you can only play the teams that are in front of you. 
and I still buy into that team, into that defense, into Josh Allen. They're not the best team in the National Football League, but they're the favorites for a reason, and they've done, for the most part, what you have to do, which is win the games that are in front of you. Number two. So maybe the people of Philadelphia will be frustrated in greater Pennsylvania that I don't have the Eagles a little bit higher. I know they're the one remaining undefeated team, and they've won in different ways and interesting ways. They are also, along with the Niners, one of the teams that can lay claim to one of the best defenses in the NFL. They had that really nice comeback. Jalen Hurts, who, by the way, was on uh, the Manicast yesterday. And was also awkward. I just find like those interactions really awkward. I think the Eagles are really good. I thought about them for number one. I just didn't want to get carried away. I know I'm accused of being a homer, even though I'm not from there. I did live there for a long time. My kids are born there. I covered the team. I get it. But to me, there's no doubt about number one. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, man. It just is, and you win the games, you have to win the games that are in front of you, and if you lose games, the same principle applies. You didn't win it, but they were better than that Colts team. We don't know what Chris Jones said in that exchange with Matt Ryan that extended the game-winning drive. Andy Reid completely bungled in-game decision-making, as he's wont to do, especially in the second half. But the Chiefs demonstrated what they can be in Tampa Bay against the Bucks on Sunday Night Football. Brady played really, really well. I think that is still a really good Bucks defense. And the Chiefs blew him out of the water. Or, or more or less blew him on the water. 40-burger. The Chiefs are the best team in the National Football League. Nothing's going to change my mind about that. They're going to keep winning games. They could be 4-0. And you put them up against the Eagles. It'd be a hell of a game. But for me, the Chiefs would be the favorite. And that's why they sit at the top. Honorable mention. So maybe I'm giving the Vikings not enough credit because of their quarterback, Kirk Cousins, and what I know about where they are in terms of they're, they're always good when it doesn't matter. He is, and he's never good when it does matter. But that's where I think stand. I think the Vikings are a good, a good football team. I recognize they beat the crap out of the Packers in Week 1, but the Packers tend to start slow. Aaron Rodgers does for whatever reason. They're a good team. They're not a great team. They're not on this list. And I don't think they're going to get there because I think as the games matter, again, I think Kirk Cousins is going to flounder. Here's your participation trophy. All right, we'll make this the last one. We'll give this to the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. Both those teams are 3-1. and one. The NFC East, other than the Commanders, looks excellent. I just, I don't know about you, Diesel. I don't believe in, I mean, no disrespect to Cooper Rush, but he's not going to be the QB going forward, and, and I don't trust Dak when he comes back. No quarterback competition in Dallas? No, I'm with you. $40 million. Doesn't Dak make $40 million a year? I think there's a, a scenario where there would be if the contract status was different. This is how Dak got the job. Tony Romo got hurt. Dak came in, played really well. Dak wasn't some celebrated quarterback either. But no, I think I think it's Dak's job. All right, this is exciting. Bobby Taylor, longtime NFL player, longtime Eagle, Notre Dame legend, is doing something kind of cool and entrepreneurial, and he's going to talk to us about both those teams, Notre Dame and the Eagles in the NFL. We'll visit with Bobby Taylor next year on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 